0: Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast, K Sarah whatever will be, will be. The Latics are going to Wembley. Well, maybe, or maybe not.
1: Going next round.
0: That was Paul. How are you doing,
1: Paul? How <laughs> do I? I'm all right. Thanks yeah, and much. we've
0: got Adam as well. How are you doing, Adam? Yeah, I'm very happy. My two for one on hotels is still going strong. Yeah, it is indeed right. Straight into it, straight off the back of. Colchester United 1, Wigan Athletic two, FA Cup second round. We're in the hat. Two goals from uh, the man on fire, Callum Lang, and the Freddie Sears. I mean, I mentioned on Wednesday's podcast that Freddie Sears always scores against us, and he kept me to my word. He did. But uh, looking at Lang's goals, first of all, that first goal, the ball from Max Power to Gavin Massey, and then obviously the ball from Massey to Slip Wanging at the far post—unbelievable stuff!
1: Yeah, both great balls, aren't they? Power's through ball to set Massey on his way, and then the fact that Massey bent it as well in, into Lang at the back post—great, great, two great balls, great pair of balls. How was that? Can't really add anything to that. Great balls.
0: I think uh, the, the goal comes. Slightly against the run of play, listening to the commentary. I think Colchester had been in the ascendancy for a couple of minutes when it's happened and, and we brought from the back. Great counter attack move. Yeah, it looks
2: like that's that that was certainly the type of goal. Um and, and I think Matt, having the wing backs uh, can give you that, can't it? You know, with Mas, mass and can break away, get ahead of pretty much everyone. And you know, good Lang's pulled away from his man as well, good bit of movement in the box and a relatively straightforward finish, uh, you know, the far post. But, yeah, great goal. Keeps his good form going.
0: And then Freddie Sears right at the death of the first half. 45 plus one. Bangs in a corker. Not seeing it, but listening to the commentary, saying, like, an excellent goal. So we'll be seeing that later on. Don't want to dwell on that one. Just move straight along to uh, Lang's second goal. What a finish again.
2: It's really good, isn't it, when you've got a player running through on goal. And you're pretty much confident that he's going to score. As I said to you the other day, it's a bit like, um, you know, Will Grigg, really, isn't it? That type of finish. He's never in any doubt, was it, once he got set through. Yeah, re- really, really impressed with him. You know, he's obviously working with Beat. He's, improved, he's improving all the time, which I think is fantastic that you see young players improving. And you, you wonder where it's going to take him to. Because if he keeps going at this rate... I think uh, there's not a lot of strikers, uh, you know, in central central strikers, which I think is his best position. You know, and um, you know, I th- I, th- I think he'll be a top scorer at the World Cup in uh, 2026.
1: Yeah, he's adept at picking up <laughs> the corners, isn't he? Which is a real good trait to having a striker. Yeah, I know
2: Barry always used to say right at the start of Lang's career. I remember you used to always say he reminded you of a Nick Powell with a bit of swagger about him. Powell was a good finisher as well, wasn't he? Very cool under pressure.
0: Yeah, I think he's come on a little bit from that. Though there's more about his game now than like just that that drop and swagger. What Powell has, he's very adaptable. He's Callum, Callum Wang. He's, I think, he's going to be a top top player. And somebody was talking to me the other day about uh, will we keep him in January? Well, I think obviously it's a tech five million plus to prize him off He's got a four year contract, and he's not tested in the championship. No league one can afford him. I don't think he'd leave anyway, to be honest oh. with you. Uh, we're going up. Why not make, you know, carry on and make your name in the Championship where we're going to Athletic? I'm sure we'll match wages that most clubs will pay and then see see where we go from there.
2: I was just saying that the only the only issue is, again, if a Premier League who like hoarding players, don't they? You know, they'll take players because there's a chance that they might do it at that level. And then he, he just then slips back into loan spells and, you know, ends up playing probably back where he started. So for me, I think at the moment, the sensible thing to do for him will be stay at Wigan. We rewarded him with a contract, didn't we, last season. Could be renegotiated potentially as well if we get promoted, get him on a decent contract. Then it'll take a lot to get, to prise him away from us. But it'd be just be madness. It would be madness for all sides if he left in January.
0: And agree, he's going nowhere. It was good to see uh, John and Cousins back in the starting scene Today, I mean, uh, he was getting some game time and his legs were worth it more than anything else. So, uh, obviously, with the games coming thick and fast now, it was you know, get that partnership back up with Tommy Naylor.
2: There's only really Charlie, Charlie White now, was a long term injury, really, isn't it?
0: And Scotty um, Smith, who broke oh, his yeah, leg, yeah, into. Other,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, the other night, yeah. Oh, and Carriger, I suppose, if we're, if we're looking at those players. But what I would say is, in terms of Regular league first-team squad, pretty much, apart from Charlie, now back
1: up to full strength, where we, a month ago, we were probably four or five players down, weren't we? I think you're even better than that, because all the players in the squad have had game time. So, you, you know, you, you, you're better than that that strength, where you, where, you know, for a long time we had 11, and a couple who might get 10 minutes at the end, and, and then a lot who were, quote-unquote, untested. Um Whereas now, I think they've all been tested, they've all delivered. Um, and they're all in decent shape and ready. If anybody goes missing,
0: you wouldn't have to worry. Yeah, getting back to the game, some good performances in there. I thought like I could mention about Max Power. Thought he sounded like he had a really good game, some good delivery. He had a great pass to set Massey away. And also just when you need him, Jamie Jones pulls out like a top class save early in the second half. stoppers falling behind in the game. And I've seen I've seen it and it, it's a cracker of a save. It really is a tough corner job.
2: Yeah, I saw it myself. Yeah, it's um, really tough ones, those, as well. You know, he couldn't really have done any more with his header, could he? Really good agility. And, you know, he saved that penalty the other day. So, you've already forgotten, haven't you, really, about, you know, the mistake he made for the first goal on Tuesday because he got us a penalty save and then he's made an absolutely fantastic save today. And. I think that's oh. the difference from last season, isn't it? He's more confident now, isn't he, with his defence and everything. So when he plays, it's it's one mistake in ten games, but probably six or seven great saves in those same ten games, you know, on those on those averages. So yeah, I think he's a really good uh, understudy to in my view, the best keeper in the league in Amos.
1: I think the look on the fella's face says it all, doesn't it, when he when he when the save was made, because he thought he'd scored and then you see the look on his face when Jones makes the save, and that tells you all you need to know how good the save was.
0: Man of the match, I know it's pretty short this week, uh, but we've had a a ton of votes in, and they've all been for the same guy, Callum Lang. So I'm going to name him now, I'm going to name it, I'm going to call it Callum Lang is the Progress with Unice listeners, man of the match for the FA Cup second round tie against Colchester United. So he's starting to forge a little bit ahead now in our... Man of the match, poll for the season. Player of the season award. Well done, Lange. Uh, starts from the game with 48% possession. Shots, we had 12. Uh, Colt has had one more than us, 13. But we hit the target six times, and they only hit it three times. We had two bookings, Edwards and, welcome back, Jordan Cousins. Picked up a booking. Uh, the attendance, I suppose they'll be quite disappointed with this. 2056, which is a low attendance. With 179 away fans, I think they can thank the BBC for that, really, because uh, if it had been a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, we'd have taken quite a considerable more than 179, and I'm sure there would have been more than 1,900 Colchester fans turning up as well. So, thank you BBC for that. Who do we fancy next round?
2: I'd like to play someone who's not played for a while. You know, like uh,
0: Manchester. <laughs>
2: No, I wouldn't mind playing, say, a Liverpool. I wouldn't even mind, you know, seeing, like, uh, maybe um, an Arsenal or a Tottenham. I don't want to play United. You know, they just don't, for some reason, they always batter us, don't they? No matter what United side they are, they just always batter us. Or one of the, if you like, the smaller clubs that are still in it, away from home. You know, someone like uh, Harrogate or someone like that, you know, that would be... Uh, That'd be an exciting one, you know, to go to uh, a new ground. A you know, great win for them yesterday. Or maybe even Barrow, potentially, uh, which we'll come on to that in a moment.
0: There's a couple of other league teams left in it as well, playing this afternoon, or I think they might be playing as we're recording, Kidderminster. Halifax,
2: Kidderminster Halifax, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, sorry about that. But... If we're going to get a Premier League club, I'd like us to get them at the DW Stadium and pack it out, get some atmosphere going. That'd be a great great afternoon. Newcastle. Uh, if, Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, Paul. So any any Premier League club at home, or uh, apart from that, yeah, a smaller club away from home where we can go and have a good day out. The pizza draw was made yesterday as well, talking to smaller clubs away from home. Uh, we have rewarded with uh, the first week in January, travelling up that... Big L to out them. <laughs> so we're gonna the battle of the Latics. Who's gonna Again,
2: that, that's never gonna be on, is it? We'll be playing, we'll be, we'll be playing that one in uh, March that game.
0: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that's gonna be the case, yeah. But it's an interesting draw though, it gives us an opportunity to progress even further, and it's worth 40 grand if we go through. So I'm sure we'd like that in our back pocket, so we'll be going for the win there. That's the cup draws taken care of next on the agenda. Charlie Wyke, a little bit more disclosed this week. Uh, a lot of stuff around Liam Richardson and Dr. Jonathan Torbin, and how they reacted on the day, especially Liam Richardson, who was first on the scene, really. It's all out like there in the public domain, so I know people have heard it, but that, that man just goes further and further up in our est- est- estimation. Also, the fact that he's got a defibrillator fitted as well now to to in his his Recovery. There's not a lot of detail around it, but there is reversible. Isn't it reversible?
1: Yeah, there is. I I think the good positive with that is they also record what they've done. So obviously, if he manages to come through a significant period with that, having recorded no activity on it uh, and nothing on towards, then that helps him sort of get a clean bill of health to come back playing.
0: Yeah, somebody told me that Danny. Well, somebody, my son, told me that. He's aware that Danny Blynn, the Dutch player, has one fitted. And I think he's playing at oh, Ajax yeah. at the moment. So it is something that you can play with. And it's it's fantastic. You know, people's careers, they can still they can still play at the top level. So that's, that's good news and a positive thing. And he's hoping to be back in training next week. But I'd just like him to just make sure he's... He's feeling okay. For I'd enjoy Christmas. Would you? I'd take this opportunity to have Christmas off. But I suppose he just wants to get back, don't he? Get back with his mates.
2: Well, they're used to it, aren't they? I mean, really, he's he's probably done ten years as a pro now, hasn't he? So you, you kind of get used to you not having your Christmas. Don't you you probably look forward to your Christmas fixtures like like we do, really. Yeah, and I'm lo- I'm looking forward to Boxing Day more than I am Christmas Day.
0: Up the junction, off to crew. Yeah, that's the one. Paul Cook, wow, sacked forty-four games in charge is one thirteen. Speaking on to the media on Friday, Cook suggested some of the Ipswich reporters were drama queens. Maybe that was seen as the the last straw by the owners. But his form this season in the league is one seven drawn six and lost seven, so mid-table. He's got a brand new team put together too I soon. Think, yeah, because for
2: me. Um... You know he, he built that he's built that team back up. He's got rid of a lot of players that he saw as deadwood last year. He's brought in all these new players. You know they've kind of backed him, and he's not had time to sort of finish, if you like, the project through. It seems a bit odd, really. I mean, they they lost him midweek, didn't they, to uh, Arsenal twenty ones on penalties, but. That's not a big thing really. And then they didn't lose yesterday and the previous league game, I think they won two one, didn't they? So it seems a bit of an odd timing. It doesn't make any sense to me. I just I just I just think they stuck with the other guy for ages, didn't they? And he was he was useless. You know, it
1: doesn't make any sense. Is he a victim of our success? Because he has been seen as not being the brains behind the operation, and the brains behind the operation has been seen as Liam Richardson on the grounds that we've pulled a team together quicker than they have. that You know, they're just doing it at normal speed. You pull a team together from nothing, let's get in the playoffs, let's challenge for the playoffs, and then next season, let's really, you know, if you're talking long-term, next season, let's really go for it. And we're sat there at the top with just, just probably the same pre-season goal of let's get ourselves together, get in the playoffs if we're lucky. If not, get ourselves in a position where we can have a real good go next season. And yet we're sat there higher up with somebody who you could easily say was the brains behind Paul Cut. True or not, it's out there as a suggestion and maybe as a victim of that for me. I think Paul, he has managed before though. Paul Cook without Richardson, hasn't
2: he, and done well. So I would, yeah. I would, I would say they complement each other well. I mean, a lot of time for Paul Cook as you know I, I thought he was a great manager for us, and I think at the time Liam Richardson was a fantastic assistant, also Anthony Barry as well. If you remember, really
1: good. Coach. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree with you. But what I'm saying is that's a a peg to hang your hat on, isn't it? At the moment, as things stand, because I think it, like you say, he's as you know he's as good as anybody in this division.
0: It's not. It's not as good as William Richardson. He, I mean, what Kookie did with us, uh, I think we he, he, he won us the league and that turnaround, that season we were in administration, it was superb. So we've got to, we've got to say uh, we had great times with him. He'd be up there and probably in our top four managers before William Richardson took over. So And it's just sad. But that's it. There's no way I do. I wanted to come back to Wigan Athletic. I mean, I've seen suggestions on Twitter where people are saying that. Not a chance. He's Not you know kid, he's been yeah. and gone. It's, it's like saying let's have Paul Jewell back or Roberto Martinez.
1: Well, any other club is looking at Paul Cook and saying he's done well everywhere. He wasn't given enough time at Ipswich. Let's give him a go. Please. Any other that's any nice. other club at this level is that's what they'd probably the take. He made an error
2: for me. I, I don't know why he went yeah. for that job. I think he, he could have stuck, because I'll tell you what, one job that I think will be coming up soon, which will be a good fit for him, would be uh, Preston job, because they're, they're struggling at the moment, Preston. I, I think that experiment with the uh, assistant doesn't seem to be working. And I think he'd be a good fit for Preston, Paul Cook. I think he, I think he would be almost perfect for them. but it'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a Championship Club still.
0: Right, okay. we'll move on from that. Uh, We're playing uh, not Paul Cook's which on Saturday, so we'll talk a little bit more about that on uh, the Midweek Podcast. The Midweek Podcast will come out a day late uh, because on Wednesday we have an home tie in the EFL. and We're playing Shrewsbury Town and it's been put back a night because we don't like playing Tuesdays. No, it's not. It's been put back and I, because we've been in FA Cup action today. So on Tuesday, Shrewsbury Town are in, t- uh, are in town. We've got the Rock
1: in town, and that's the referee who will be David Rock from Hertfordshire. And he's in his third season as a league referee. And he's been in charge of two Latics games before. Both of those were last season. Both of those were away. So it's his first game refereeing at the DW. And they were a 1-0 defeat at Swindon in February and a 2-1 win over Shrewsbury in April. He's refereed the Shrews, just the ones previously, the game against us last season. On card watch, he has refereed 19 games, given out 69 yellows, four reds and six penalties. And that's David Rock, who is your referee when we play Shrewsbury on Wednesday night. We best be careful with him then because he looks card
2: happy to me. (laughs) Um, So over the years, we've played Shrewsbury 20 times. Uh, We've won seven, we've lost eight, and we've drawn five. First meeting came in the 1974 in the FA Cup. And obviously the last meeting was last month in the EFL uh, Trophy, Uh, the the victory for Wigan Athletic that got us through to the uh, next round. Shoes series before in the last six games, patchy, but not too bad. One draw, loss, draw, one. Also won yesterday in the cup at uh Carlisle. Uh, they sit 19th in the league, uh, but uh, in the best form of the bottom six. And obviously, we uh, note there one of uh, one of our former players coming back there, Sam Cosgrove. He's uh scored two goals this season, uh, but the top scorer for them is uh, Ryan Bowman with seven goals, and that's
0: the previous and the current form of Shrewsby Town. I think the danger man uh, is Daniel Hudo, and that is uh, who the Shrews fans seem to revere. We were supposed to be joined by Ollie from the Salopcast, but unfortunately his wife's not been too well, so we wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, I'm not sure if he's coming up for the game or not, but he's a friend of the podcast and he's been on before. So uh, best wishes to you, Mrs. Ollie. Games on, on Wednesday, interesting games as far as we're concerned. Sunderland are at to Markham, Rotherham play Gillingham, Pompey and Sheffield Wednesday, and Wickham will be taking on Burton Albion, whilst Plymouth are playing Wednesday night against Milton Keynes at MK Stadium. So, some interesting fixtures. Uh, how do we see our team selection going, and what's our predictions for the game against the Shrews?
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, probably play got any. Yeah, I think we'll probably play the the same side that we played in the last league game against uh, Plymouth because that was the Tom Naylor came back in, didn't he? From uh, from memory, I don't think Cousins will play. I think we'll have Naylor and Power in the in the centre of midfield. Uh, I, th- I think I think that's where you've probably got the competition for places, haven't you? In the in the centre of midfield, but I, I, personally, I would go for a Naylor and a and a Power. You've got cousins there waiting in the wings if uh, if required, and obviously you can always switch Max to fullback as we have on, because clearly Power's got to play. He's been one of our best players this season. So if we make one or two changes, it, 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 it's very for me. It's uh, it's very smooth. You know, I don't think I don't think really bringing anyone in weakens the side at the moment. I think we've got lots of strength in depth. So. You know, we'll have the regular nine and then we, we maybe tweak a couple of others. But got some really good informed strikers, haven't we, at the moment. Lang and Keane are absolutely on fire at the moment. So, with that in mind, I think we're, we're going to end that midweek home issue in the league and uh, going for a 3-0 win.
1: Well, I, I I just pick Adam's regular nine there because... You know, are we playing back four or are we playing back five? And if, if we do play back five, who's playing? You know, is Dariqa playing there? Is Power playing there? Is Power playing in midfield? Or is it, you know, we're going to have Naila Cousins maybe? You've you've got the back four, back five question. And you've got a number of players, like I we was saying before, there are, there will be players sat on the bench who don't deserve to sit on the bench. I will predict a 2-0 win, same as we did last time we played at the DW.
0: well, I think we'll revert to type and we'll go four at the back. Possibly with James McLean playing left-back. They're quite a physical side. It's good to see Steve Cottrell sat back in the dugout, but it, it was going on my nerves in the pizza game with the shenanigans at the side. But it, it's good to see it. I think we'll be too strong for them, like you said, Paul. I think we'll go goal down and then respond. So I'm going to go for a Wigan Athletic win, 3 one. So with that in mind, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll have uh, quite a lot to talk about. We've got Ipswich Town visiting us on Saturday at the DW Stadium. As I said, not Paul Cook's Ipswich though. It'll be Gary Roberts is Ipswich if he's temporary manager. Just a quick
2: one from me just before we go. If you're missing toilet talk, go on Twitter and type in Andy Holt uh, and Accrington and look what happened to their toilets.
0: Yesterday, yeah, disgraceful disgrace. Yeah, we've had we've had a, a toilet talk from Tom Dance from uh the game today at Colchester. Adam, he said t- to let you know that the toilets were absolutely lovely and you'd have really like them. I think that's well, a we good point to, to leave it. So, without further ado, up the six, up the six, come on.